So um, tonight, well, before I even say that, um, yeah, it was really feeling that in the room tonight during worship that um, that the Lord wanted to break off that heaviness. I really did. I felt in the back of the room, and I could feel the joy of the Lord coming through. I think um, so many of us, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir, but so many of us have been going through like a wilderness season, you know, and um, I just, I really sense the Lord wanting to bring that peace and that joy and, and to do that pushback on, on the enemy trying to steal from us. So I'm glad that, um, that we did that first because I think that was important. Um, it has been a week of anniversaries for me. John and I just celebrated our 18th wedding anniversary this past weekend. So that's super cool. Um, that's a testimony to God's faithfulness for sure. And um, also today, exactly, today's the 10th, is my anniversary for the day I launched my ministry three years ago. First time I ever spoke publicly and launched my website and everything was today. So um, thanks. I'm really um, excited that, that Paula asked me to um, speak tonight. And the way the dates lined up, I thought that was a pretty cool thing. I, um, I think one of my strengths or whatever that Paul has taught me is one of them is connectedness. So I'm always connecting the dots to stuff and numbers and dates and things like that always um, matter to me. So I thought that was pretty cool that I was getting to celebrate my anniversary here with you guys tonight. Um, what I want to talk about tonight is Kingdom Encounters. And um, it's going to be super casual. It's not really, I did a little outline so I wouldn't forget some stuff that I felt like the Lord wanted me to share with you. But it's, it's, it's more of um, a story and um, experience than it really is like a, a message or a, a sermon or anything like that. It's way more casual than that tonight. Um, part of what I know the Lord wants to do tonight is kind of demystify the whole thing of encountering him and encountering the spirit realm and um, seeing angels and kind of having like that childlike wonder again that we were born with, right? That's one of the things on my necklace tonight. It says childlike wonder. And the reason I bought this necklace is to remind myself to always stay in that place of childlike faith, but also childlike wonder. I mean, if you think about it, when you were young, um, you believed things a lot easier, right? You would have an experience, or you would watch a superhero movie, or you would read a really good, like, Harry Potter book, or Narnia, or any of that, and you literally could imagine it being true. Like, I can speak for myself, I wanted it to be true, right? I wanted to live in a world where a giant lion would come and roar and save the day, and all the evil people would drown, you know, <laughs> or something dramatic like that. I mean, I so relate to Lucy. I don't know if you've seen the Narnia movies. Some people love those, and some people are more Lord of the Rings, and I like that too. Um, but I love the childlike wonder that Lucy has, and I feel like that's something that a, something that's important to the Lord in my life, in my relationship with him, that I keep with him. 
And I believe it's because he wants me to impart that to other people. You know, there's seasons, there's times in our life where we just need that. We need to be like a little child again. We need to have that joy. We need to have that um, belief. But we also need to be in awe and wonder of our God and what he can do, especially when we're between a rock and a hard place or when we're in a, we're in a really dry place or a wilderness, as we like to call it with our Christianese sometimes. But it's really, for me, a wilderness is when I'm going through something hard and I can't see him or hear him. That's what wildernesses are for me. And I know that he's there. Um, I believe his word. And, and he always sends somebody to say something encouraging to me or, or um, a scripture will leap off the page and I'll, and I'll remember that he's right there. Or I'll think back to times where I felt this way before and then looking back, he was there all along you know, holding my hand, walking me through it. So for anybody in here tonight that's going through that time where you feel like you're in that dry place or you're going through that hard thing and you can't see him or hear him, I hope by the end of the night tonight that you feel differently about that, okay? Because that's really um, one of the things that um, is my purpose here tonight with you. So... um, Let's see, where should I start? Encounter for me happened in my wilderness, like I said, and the most recent, the most life-changing encounter I've ever had, well, the most life-changing is when I came back to the Lord, you know. But that's part of my testimony, and a lot of y'all have already heard that story But tonight, the story of encounter is the one that um, I wrote my little book about. And I brought these if anybody at the end wants one. I've got a few that I brought with me, and you can get that. But um, what happened was I was at a ministry conference at Bethel in California last year, last fall, with Lee Damiano. And um, we were at a women's conference, and I was in a really dry place and going through really a lot of hard things. And I just kept praying and saying, I need to encounter you. I need to hear from you, Lord. And he was speaking to me. It just wasn't the same as it used to be. Um, It wasn't so easy as it used to be. And um, I was just really struggling. And the last night of the conference, um, I went forward and asked for prayer. They had called people up that wanted prayer for any reason. And And they even said, you know, even if you just want a touch from God, and I so wanted a touch from God. I mean, um, that's what I needed. And so I went forward, and this girl prayed with me, and I had a deep, intimate, real encounter with the Lord. And um, I literally was standing at the altar, so to speak, of the stage where they were, all the prayer ministers were. But I was physically there, but I was not there, if that makes any sense. Um, the Lord totally um, swept me away, and I had a heavenly spirit realm experience with him. And it totally transformed me, and it's exactly what I needed in that moment. And Afterwards, um, after it was over, 
on our way back to the hotel, Lee's like, Carla, you have to write that down. You have to um, help other people understand in a, in a demystifying way how important those encounters are and how it ministered to you and how it refreshed you and how it healed you and restored you. And that's what I did, and that's what the book is about. And so um, in the book, I walk you through prayers and some journaling to kind of set you up to help you step into your own encounters with him. And it's really simple, and it's real basic, and, but that's what the Lord told me to do, and so that's what the book is about. And tonight, what I want to talk to you about is chapter 5, specifically of the book. And that chapter is titled, It's Not Your Imagination. And so let's step back to what I was saying earlier. As little kids, we don't worry about whether or not it's our imagination, right? Something cool happens, and it's just cool. You know, we don't sit there and we're like, well, did I make that up or did it happen? You know, is that real or, you know, my imagination? And I think even when we're young, the enemy comes and tries to steal from us the things that God is trying to reveal to us um, about his heart about the kingdom that we're really from, about the heavenly places, about angels, about the spirit realm in general. The enemy tries to come and steal that, and it's because he knows how powerful it is to minister to us, to remind us of who we are, to remind us, um, yeah, that we're not of this world. You know, we hear that phrase all the time, and it almost becomes... Um, commonplace to us to hear that, oh, I'm not of this world, I'm from another kingdom. But when you have an encounter with the spirit realm or with the Father, Son, or the Holy Spirit, that's a tangible experience for you, you really get that. And it will change how you, you view everything, and it'll change what you tolerate. It'll, it'll change how you see the Father and how you feel about how powerful he is. Um, it's really life-transforming. And that's what I want for you guys, especially those of you who maybe have never had any kind of um, kingdom encounter is what I'm calling it. Because there's all kinds of ways to encounter God, right? Um, you can encounter him just through the whisper of his Holy Spirit speaking to you. You can encounter him in, in his word and through worship. There's all kinds of ways. He, he, through nature, my husband, he's a hunter. He's also just a hiker. He loves nature year-round. He connects with God the most when he's in nature. You know, I connect with God the most when I'm in worship. Um, it's different for all of us, and that's okay. We're all made different and meant to be that way. Um, but one of the ways that, that we encounter the Lord is um, through a vision, okay? So, like, you're awake, and you have an open vision, and you see something that you're like, doesn't exist on this earth, okay? And so as we start talking about that, I, I want to talk about this in a way that um, it might make you guys a little uncomfortable, but I also want you to know I'm a completely normal person, and um, these things are real. So I'm going to try and just kind of get that point across through our conversation tonight. Um, an open vision. In the Bible, Paul had open visions. Um, John, the beloved, had open visions. It's absolutely biblical, right? So you can, 
You can be sitting there and um, maybe you see an angel during worship. That's an open vision, right? Um, maybe you see um, the glory cloud come down during worship or a message. You know, all those things are things that were like, oh, I just imagined that a lot of times, you know? And what I want to say to you tonight is it's probably not your imagination. And the more that we push that down and stuff it and say, oh, that's just my imagination, the, the less frequently it's probably going to happen because we just keep pushing it down. So um, open visions are one way. Another way is dreams. When you're sleeping, God loves to encounter us in our dreams, right? Our bodies, our minds are at rest. Our spirits are open to um, his spirit realm and to his kingdom. And so he loves to talk to us in our dreams. I know that, um, again, tons of biblical um, references for dreamers in the Bible. It's one of God's favorite, way to, favorite ways to talk to us in the Bible. I know he's told me in, when I've been talking to him about it before, our dreams are so much more powerful than we realize. Um, now I keep a journal by my bed. I've been doing that for several years. Um, and I write down my dreams. Or I talk into my phone and record it. If I'm scared, I'm not going to be able to write it down quick enough. John's a real heavy sleeper, so I can even, like, get my phone out in the middle of the night and whisper, and sometimes he'll be like, what, what, babe, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's okay, I'm just dreaming. Go back to sleep. And he never remembers it the next day, so it's okay. Um, John's the type of dreamer, though, that he dreams what, in what I call, like, that twilight time, right before you wake up. Like, you're starting to wake up, so when you're dreaming... And then you wake up, you're like, was I dreaming that or was I awake? Like, did that just happen in my room or was I just in a dream? And those dreams are especially powerful, I think, because they're so important that God wanted you to remember it. He gave it to you right before you woke up. So whenever you have those kind of dreams, those God dreams right as you're waking up, definitely write it down, record it. Um, I always pray and ask God after all my dreams, you know, what, what does that mean? What are you trying to say to me? What does that represent? You know, and a lot of our dreams were like, oh, I just had pizza for dinner, you know, and God's like, no, I'm encountering you. I'm talking to you, you know, let me in. He wants to speak to us all the time. And sometimes we get used to the way he talks to us, like whether it's the whisper of his Holy Spirit or an impression we get during worship um, or just reading the word, Bible study. And God wants to talk to us in many, many ways. So sometimes that way that we're used to him speaking to us, well, kind of that's what was happening to me. That way will start to dwindle because he's trying to open our hearts up to another way that he wants to speak to us. So pay attention to that. If you find that you're not getting what you usually get out of your reading of the word or um, that Holy Spirit conversation, but you're really getting slammed in worship with thoughts from God and joyful feelings, and you feel like you're getting restored and refreshed in worship, that's what he's got his hand on in your life in that season. So just if it's worship in that season, then plow into the worship. You know, he'll, the Spirit will always be on what he's doing for you in that season. It'll be different. Why? Because it's a relationship, right? He wants to encounter you. His entire goal with us is relationship and connection. I have a um, screensaver on my phone. It's from Danny Silk. Um, 
something he posted, and he said, God's number one goal with us is connection. It's connection. He always want to be, wants to be connected to us. And one of the ways he does that, the major way he does that is encounter, right? And so every time that we stuff it down or we dismiss it as our imagination, we're shutting down that, that feed, that funnel, whatever it is that he's breathing on in that season. And so tonight before we're done, we're going we're gonna to pray and um, let him sanctify our imaginations again and open all that up. But... Um, so he connects with us through encounter. The ways that we encounter him are through those open visions when we're awake, like Paul and John the Beloved, through dreams, encounters while we're sleeping, like Daniel in the Bible, Paul in the New Testament, John in his twilight sleep. And then the other way, and the way I really want to focus on tonight is another way he loves to encounter us is through angelic visitations, okay? Um, a less spiritual way or fancy way to say that is seeing angels having angels minister to you they came and ministered to jesus in the wilderness um, angels came and delivered the good news literally and figuratively to mary mother of jesus right gabriel came and did that angels announced to the um, shepherds in the field that jesus was coming angel an angel of the lord came and delivered peter from prison in Acts, like literally broke him out of jail, okay? Like open doors, broke off chains. So it wasn't like Peter could be like, oh, was I dreaming? He totally thought he was dreaming until he was literally walking free of the chains and out into the town. So um, that's what I felt like the Lord really wanted me to focus on tonight was angelic encounters and angelic visitations and I personally think that the reason he wants me to focus on that is because he's ready to release a lot more of that into the earth again right now there is revival coming you guys there is um, a breakthrough of God's love coming that's going to sweep the earth and and we're all so lucky to be here and see it because it's going to be amazing and I really don't think it's that far off honestly. And so I think that what he's doing in advance of that is releasing his angels even more into the earth to partner with us because angels are on assignment, right? You know, they're not here for us to worship. We all know that. But they're here to partner with us to do what God wants to do on this planet, right? So I want to talk to you about um, angel encounters. And what I'm going to do is is just tell you some of the encounters that I've had with angels. Again, I just want to demystify this, um, make it not weird or hokey or anything like that. Um, I just want to make it normal for you guys. So I'm just going to tell you some of my own stories and hopefully kind of like stir up a desire in you to have these types of encounters with God because encounters will validate what God's doing in our life. It's kind of like a confirmation. You know, they'll explain something that's going on. Angels in the Bible always came to confirm something that God had called somebody to do to hand out assignments. Like with Gideon in the wine press, that angel came and said, hello, warrior of God. And Gideon's like, what? You know, so he'll come and give us assignments. Um, angels of healing, ministering angels, 
there's warrior protection angels, there's all types of angels. And God give they're a gift to us, you guys, and I want to access everything that God has for me so that I can be who God's called me to be. I can walk out my destiny and my calling, and I don't want to live underneath like a bunch of bullcrap from the enemy either. You know, I want to be empowered to walk in my promised land like we talked about earlier. And angels help us do that. They are assigned to us as a loving gift of the Father, right? He knows how hard it is. He walked this earth. He knows what's up. It's not easy, you know. Sometimes it's really hard to press through. And so angels will come. They'll come and minister to us. They'll come and bring breakthrough. They'll come and bring healing. They'll come and confirm something you know, they'll say something to you. I remember one night laying in my bed, and I'd really been praying about, I'd been at a, a healing conference. It was way back, 2007. I'd been at a Randy Clark and Bill Johnson healing conference over at The Rock. And I felt like everybody in the room was getting ministered to. People were like, visibly, I could see they were being touched by God, and I felt absolutely nothing. Like, no heat. They're like, you're feeling heat right now. I'm like, I don't feel anything. <laughs> And people were like, yes, I feel the heat. And I was like, standing right beside him, I felt nothing. People were, and you know, he's like, and some people are tingling. Yes, I feel the tingling. I felt nothing, you know? And so this went on all night. And by the time I got home, I got in the bed and was crying literally on John's shoulder. And just being sad, I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't feel anything. Everybody was feeling something. And John's like, baby, God's going to, let you feel it when the time is right and whatever, he is at work in you and you just wait. He's going to take care of you. And I remember that night falling asleep and it was kind of one of those twilight times. I wasn't quite asleep yet. John was already asleep and, you know, you're just starting to drift off. And all of a sudden in my room, I could smell flowers, like literally roses, like somebody was holding them up under my nose. Now, you guys, I, nothing like this had ever happened to me. This, is a, this wasn't normal. It's still not normal, by the way. It's never happened since. But th I was, then I was wide awake because I sat up in the bed because I literally thought somebody had walked in the room with flowers. And I did. I felt like a presence in the room. Like, you know when you're sleeping and you feel like somebody's watching you and you wake up to see, you know, if it's one of your kids that's come in the room or your roommate or something, you can just feel somebody watching you and that's what I felt and I knew there were angels in the room I knew that I just you just know something the Holy Spirit puts it in your knower right and you just know and I knew there were angels in the room and I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me and say I will pour out my spirit on you and I will teach you the things that you need to know and I remember that happening that night and writing it down. And I have it in my journal, and I did it in the dark, and it's all scribbly and sideways, and you can hardly read it because I was writing in the dark because at the time I was scared I was going to wake him up because that's the first time anything like that had ever happened to me. But the reason I tell you that story is because I had literally gone to bed, gone to sleep crying that night because I thought everybody else in the world, especially in the church, <laughs> could feel the presence of the Lord except for me. So I want to encourage you, if you've never felt anything, if you've never heard or smelt or any of your senses, that's okay. Because God's going to do what he wants to do when he's ready to do it. And we're going to pray for that tonight, too. But um, he'll confirm and validate. And that night really confirmed to me that I could hear the Lord. I could feel him when he wanted me to. And um, that I was right where I was supposed to be. 
So that was definitely an angelic encounter in my room. Um, sometimes angels will come and God will reveal stuff to us in the spirit realm just because we're a friend of God. You know, it says in the word that we're friends of God. We're sons and daughters, but Jesus calls us friend, right? And Moses is described as a friend of God. And I pray that all the time. I want to be your friend, God. I want to be a friend of God. And I heard it said recently at a conference I was at, a girl was talking about her prophetic gift and how God was starting to just tell her information that seemed random and she didn't have anybody to tell it to. She didn't understand why he was telling her. And then later he explained to her, you know, this is what you do with the friend. You just tell them your secrets, right? When you're intimate with somebody, when you have a close relationship with somebody, you tell them your secrets. You just have conversation with them. So sometimes God's going to tell you stuff that he just wants you to know. And there's, you're not supposed to do anything with it. It's just for you. You know, you can pray and ask him. You know, am I supposed to do anything with this? But a lot of times, it's just for you to know because he wants relationship with, with you. Again, it's that connection. He wants that connection with you. And that's not your imagination either, you know? And that's the big thing I want to keep getting across is it's not your imagination. Um, the enemy, like I said, loves to tell us it's our imagination because he wants to, he wants to steal whatever encouragement or empowerment or um, healing or even intimacy with God we feel after something like that. Because when something cool like that happens to you, like if you have an angel show up in your bedroom, that's going to be pretty cool, right? And it's going to draw you closer to God. All encounters ultimately should point to the Father and draw you closer to Him. It should never be about the encounter, but about who God is and what He wants to do in that moment. And so the enemy loves to steal that. He doesn't want us close to God because that's the most powerful thing in the world. When we realize who we are and we walk in the fullness of our authority, there's nothing that God can't do with us and through us, right? And so the enemy hates that. So he's always trying to lie and say, it's your imagination that didn't happen. You made that up. Or you exaggerated that. Or it was the lighting in your room flickered in just the right way with just the right particles of dust. Like he'll, he'll get really detailed trying to explain to you all the reasons that it wasn't an encounter. Okay, so I just encourage you to, to ask the Lord and just tell him, you know, I believe you, God, and I'll just let you work this out in my heart. Um, but don't write it off right away to your imagination, because here's the thing. The harder you're battling, whether or not it's your imagination, the more likely it wasn't, right? The enemy never tries to come and steal what you don't have in the first place. Why would there be such a battle over something that didn't happen, Right? So keep that in mind. The more um, attack you're getting about it mentally, probably the more likely it was the Lord, okay? Um, often our human minds dismiss the encounters in the name of logic or intellect. We'll say things like, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would he do that? Have you read the Old Testament? He did all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Um, even in the New Testament, but especially the Old Testament. And Bill Johnson says it like this, many stop short of a divine encounter because they're satisfied with good theology. I'm going to say that again. Many stop short of a divine encounter because they're satisfied with good theology. So sometimes we get into our heads too much instead of allowing our sanctified imaginations to take us the places the Holy Spirit wants to go, right? 
Hebrews 13, 2 says, Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for they may be angels from God showing up as your guests. Right? Um, the very first angel I ever knowingly encountered, like I knew for sure I was seeing an angel, was over a decade ago. I um, had taken my oldest son, Zachary, down to Kansas City to IHOP. He was going to go to their youth um, camp in the summer. They have like a two-week youth camp. And he was in high school at the time, ninth, ninth or tenth grade, somewhere between. And I drove him down to IHOP, and we got there a couple days early, and we went into their worship services. And we were worshiping one night. And I'm going to stand up and demonstrate, because I'm a visual learner, so I'm going to let y'all see me be goofy tonight but so I'm standing there in worship and just got my hands raised and it's a their worship you know building is huge because they usually have a big huge crowd and so I'm just standing there worshiping and Zachary's on my left and you know my eyes are closed and it's loud fast music it's it's not like worship it's more like praise music so it's fast so I'm standing there with my hands up and I've got my eyes closed and I'm also at the same time doing that internal dialogue with the Holy Spirit that I do, and I'm just like, Lord, you know, show me your glory, open my eyes to the spirit realm, show me what you're doing in the room tonight, show me how to partner with you in prayer, um, you know, show me what you want to do while I'm here on this trip. I was just chatting him up, you know, in the middle of worship, and all of a sudden, I've got my eyes closed, and I open my eyes, and I'm looking at the stage, and I see the lead singer, and it was like Corey Asbury at the time, and then I look to my right, and standing right next to me, I would, I'm terrible with feet and stuff. I would say nine feet, probably, tall, is this giant black man. Giant. And he has um, iridescent silver dust all over his body. He's wearing a silver bless, breastplate and a silver, like, thing. It reminds me of Gladiator, if you can imagine that, like 300 or that movie where they dress like that. And he had on the sandals that do the tie thing up to the knee, okay? And he is huge, but like I said, he is like silver dust all over him. And you guys that know me, you know that I'm not crazy. So I just want to say that, okay? So I see this thing, and I do that, and I look again, and he's dancing, you know, he's not paying any attention to me. He's not looking at me. He's standing right beside me, and he is full-on dancing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I look at Zachary to see if Zachary's seeing what I see. And Zachary's, like, closed eyes doing this, you know, the teenage dance worship thing. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And so I'm like, Lord, what is that? And, um, and he's, I'm, I'm still got my hands up, and I'm like, Lord, what is that? And he said, um, that's a, a worshiping angel. It's an angel of worship. And I'm like, okay, this is so awesome. And that's when I noticed no matter what I do with my hands, he's doing with his hands. We're like twins. So I'm doing this, and he's doing this. And I'm like, am I copying him? Or is he copying me? And I'm doing that. And, the, and I'm, I'm not kidding, in my spirit, it was like, does it matter? Like, do, does that matter? Which, but I really felt like the Lord was like, no, he's, he's doing what you're doing. He's worshiping with you. The angels of heaven surround us and worship with us all the time. You know, I've heard Emma, Paula's daughter, talk about seeing angels 
in worship. I have, um, I've been at big conferences and seen giant angels, like, not even like, I mean, they, you would never mistake them for a tall human is what I'm trying to say to you. They're so big, okay? Um, standing on stage with, um, like, Randy Clark and Bill Johnson and people like that. I've seen those angels. Sometimes they're worshiping angels. Sometimes they're on assignment of protection or they're revelatory angels. Um, the, Lord, the Lord wants to show us all kinds of stuff about the spirit realm that um, we may not even be aware of. And it's not to be hokey and it's not to be, um, oh, what's the right word? Weird. <laughs> It's because those angels are here for our benefit. The things that he lets us see for the spirit realm, anytime he removes that veil or he makes it really thin, even for just a minute, you guys, it's for a reason. It's to encourage us. It's to remind us of who we are. Like I said, maybe it's for healing or something like that. But we do live in a world, but there is also the spirit realm, okay? And the spirit realm really is more real than the world that we live in, right? Do you remember the story in the Bible? Um, I think it was Elijah whose servant was standing there, and they had all these enemies coming at him. And they're standing there, and the servant's freaking out because they're fixing to get annihilated because there's way more chariots of the enemy coming towards them than what they are prepared to battle. And Elijah says, oh, don't worry. There's way more of us than there are of them. And the servant's like, are you crazy? Do you have your eyes open? Can you see what I see? And Elijah says, Lord, open his eyes so that he can see that there are more with us than with them. And instantly the servant's eyes are open and he can see in the spirit realm, right? And what does he see? He sees all the warrior angels on the battlefield for the Lord. This is all biblical, you guys. And... Um, Sometimes we lose touch with it. it. Whenever I think of the spirit realm, I think of the Matrix. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Remember that? It's from like 1999 or something. And they are living in this world that is completely real to them. Work, they're having their lives, going to school. And then, what's his name, Neo or something like that? Yeah. Finds out that what he's living in is really not real. It's the Matrix. And it's the other world that's real. Sorry, I'm getting past the little safe zone. <laughs> so what I want to say is, sorry, what I want to say is um, the spirit realm is real. So God will show us stuff from the spirit realm. And like I said tonight, he wanted me to talk about angels and um, tell you some of my stories about that. I saw that worship angel. Um, how much time do I have left, Paul? I didn't look at my watch when I started. I don't know how many stories I want to tell. Um, five more minutes? Okay, so I'm going to skip that story, and I'm just going to tell the angel that I saw at Bethel. So that night of the encounter that I had that I write about in my little book, um, that night after the encounter, Lee and I drove back to the hotel, and we were both high as a kite, like, because we were just like, what just happened? You know, so we're totally excited, and um, she's staying on the first floor, so I say goodbye to her at her room door, and I'm up on the third floor of our little Fairfield Inn there in Reading, and I go upstairs to my room, and the whole way up the stairs, I'm like, oh my gosh, God, that was so cool. 
I can't believe that happened. I've been waiting for that my whole life. I'm so excited. And I'm talking to him probably out loud. I don't know. There's nobody around. So I'm just so excited, and I'm talking to him about it, and I'm pulling my key out of my wallet, you know, those little credit card keys that you stick in the door. And I'm just chatting him up, and I'm like, I'm going to write all this down, and then I'm going to say it into my phone so I don't forget anything, and then I'm going to call Paula, and i got to call John, and i got to tell people because I was so stirred up. And I get to the door of my hotel room, and I've, I've got the key in my hand, and as I'm going to slide it into the slot, the, the door and the wall suddenly disappear, and I can see inside my room from outside my room. And I'm not in my room. I can just see through the wall. And I see this man dressed in white, like a robe, like we hear about or we imagine Jesus would wear in the Bible with the little tassel. And the. I see this man with all white, Short haircut, very clean-cut haircut like Chris has, sitting on my bed, totally normal-looking dude, except he's wearing, like, a tunic. And he's sitting on my bed, and he's just smiling. And I'm like, wow, God, who is that? And he is like, that is the angel of peace. And you guys, I cannot tell you how much turmoil I had been going through in that season and unrest in my heart and fear and anxiety and doubt and all kinds of things. That angel of peace was the coolest thing that could ever happen to me outside of the Lord Jesus himself being in that room possibly. But that was exactly what I needed. And I was like, okay. And still, I'm like, I've got my credit card and I'm seeing through the wall and that that angel's just smiling at me and I'm like he's so happy that's awesome and so I'm like okay Lord what should I do and he's like go in your room and I was like okay so I put the key in the door and I go in my room and of course it's not there right did I imagine that just because I opened the door did I suddenly like go in and out of some kind of no he was letting me see He just moved the veil a little bit of the spirit realm to let me see. You have an angel of peace with you. Access that angel. And that's what he said when he got in the room. I said, Lord, what should I do? Like, what do you want me to do about that angel? And he's like, I think of that word word that you taught me one time, Bob, in CR. Appropriate it to your, like, use it. Take advantage of his assignment. He is assigned to bring you peace and to release peace wherever you go. And so ever since then, that was last fall, ever since then, when I don't have peace, I'll just say, Lord, thank you so much for your angel of peace that's assigned to me. I just receive your peace, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for that peace. And let me tell you, when I pray for other people, I release that peace to them also. And it's made a huge difference because I'm accessing the gift that God gave me through the angelic encounter. And I knew the enemy was going to try and make me think it was my imagination. And he worked overtime to do that, but but I put a stake in the ground before I ever left California. And and thank God I had a friend there that could hold me accountable because when we got back, she's like, so when are you going to write that down? You know, when are you going to start telling people about what happened? And so I want to say to you guys tonight, God wants to encounter you. He's all about connection always. 
He is all about relationship. If you know anything about me and my heart for ministry, it's I want to share his heart with others. I want to attract people to him. I want people to know that he's real, but it's relationship he wants with you and not some religion. Okay? He wants a friendship with you. He is a good father, but he is also a really cool friend. Okay? So that's what I want to impart to you tonight. So I'm going to pray for you now. There's a couple of things that he told me to pray that I want to read off my list because I don't want to leave anything out, and then um, we'll be all done. Okay. Why don't you guys stand up for me? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for sanctifying our imaginations, Lord. I thank you that when we receive you as our Savior, we are sanctified in Christ Jesus. I thank you um, that our imaginations are totally submitted to you, God. I bless our imaginations. I thank you for the gift that you've given us with our imagination. Lord, I pray for childlike wonder to be imparted to us again right now, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray for an increase, a double anointing of childlike wonder. Lord, give us eyes to see, ears to hear. Let us smell your presence. Let us feel your activity around us, Lord, your kingdom activity, whether it's the Holy Spirit or angelic encounters. However you want to encounter us, Lord, I pray that our hearts would be open to it and that we would trust you, God, with it. Thank you that you're a good father and that we can trust you and you don't give us anything bad and we don't have to get into any kind of fear or anything of the spirit realm, Lord, because you're right there with us showing us all that you want us to see, all that you want us to hear, and all that you want us to feel. So I thank you, Lord, that you sanctify our imaginations, that you bless our imaginations, Lord, so that we can see all that you want us to see in the spirit realm. And so now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the angel of encounters. Lord, I release the angel of encounters right now in Jesus' name to everyone here and everyone that's going to listen to this podcast later. Father, I thank you um, that you want relationship with us and that you want to show us cool things and you want to draw us to your heart and you want to empower us to walk in victory. So I release encounters right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I release dreams and visions from heaven. I release open visions from heaven. I release angelic visitations in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for that angel of peace. And I release that angel of peace, Lord, to impart peace to all of us here tonight that will even go with us when we leave, Lord. Thank you for your peace. Thank you that we're all going to sleep really good tonight, Lord, because of your peace. Lord, I release a godly wonder and curiosity and desire to have encounters with your kingdom realm. A godly wonder, God. Stir up a passion to know you more and to know the things of your kingdom. Make it real to us, God. I thank you, God, that you are good and that you have your way in us and through us because you love us. And you call us friends. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you for letting me share with you tonight.